Hello and welcome to the Action Only Podcast. I am your host, Jalal Wilson. And uh, today we got a special guest, Amani. And we are going to talk about learning today. But before we get into that, I just want to start it off with a, not really a quote, but just a thought. And my thought today is that I want you to understand that the gap between where you are now and where you want to go is information information and applying that information to get you to get you where you want to be that's the that's the whole thing and that's why on the action only podcast we're talking about you know action steps that you can take to get you from where you got to where you want to go and the reason why i wanted to have amani on this podcast today because this man is amazing. I, I found him on, uh, well, actually, I think he found me, but we found each other on TikTok. And I started watching some of his, his videos. And his ability to break down complex ideas, complex thoughts, and share them in a way that anyone could understand was just amazing to me. And it wasn't, I, you know, I watched a couple videos. So I'm like, man, maybe you just... He can only do this about one particular subject. He's a one-trick pony. But no, this guy, he be on there multiple different subjects and always in the same way. He can break it down to where you can understand it. So that got me to think, got me thinking, like, we need to have, I need to have him on this podcast to have this conversation about how he goes through his process of learning, what are some of the steps that we could implement because I told him before we started this, I'm going to be taking notes because I, I really, I understand that the gap is between where we're at. I mean, the knowledge is the gap between where I'm at and where I want to go. So what am I not learning? How am I not getting that knowledge? You know, what's the, what's the issue that I'm having? So hopefully, you know, just with him sharing his process, I might be able to pick up a nugget or two that may help me. Now, you can find him on uh, TikTok on Always Be Plotting. And my first question is actually, I want to, I like that name. And so I'm going to ask him how he came up with that. And uh, he has uh, 12.7K followers and he engages with his followers. He's not one of them that be on there like, nah, I'm not going to engage. He, You ask a question, whether you ask a dumb question or not, he's going to give you an articulate response to whatever it is you ask in a way to, you know, maybe help you become the best version of yourself by, you know, or filling in the gaps of your knowledge about whatever the subject is. But without further ado, how are you doing, my brother? I'm doing pretty well. I appreciate the introduction. It was actually very flattering. I appreciate it. And hey, it's, I appreciate it. It's nothing but the truth. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's what I've experienced, you know, just watching your page and just, I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, before I hit you up, I was like, man, I got to get him on the podcast because, I mean, I, it really does inspire me to to see what you're able to do. And, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. Yeah. No I problem. try that. I definitely try. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you're doing it. And I, I asked them before because I didn't, you know, on this thing, you when you see people on this platform, you don't really always get to in, in, engage we we talked in the inbox but i never asked him his age so i found out today he was 28 so i think that's even more impressive that you know he kind of has this level of thinking and level of knowledge um at this age and so i think it's beautiful let's get into this though okay so i remember you was talking you was telling a story about um your it was your i don't know if it was your dad or your grandfather who talked to you very young about getting into writing or um, writing when you were young and what was that whole conversation like what was that about yeah okay so um I, when you sent me the questions the <laughs> with reading actually so <laughs> my grandfather and my uncle um they're both my uncle's like the same age as my grandfather so they're both um around like 65 70 years old but they both told me at a very young age like if you ever want to um keep a black man ignorant or a quote-unquote nigga ignorant put in a book. And um, it was like, it kind of offended me. And I was very young. I was like maybe four years old under, I wasn't even in kindergarten yet. So I didn't really understand it, but um, it really got under my skin because like um, I'm the oldest of like, 
have a very big family, long story short. Um, I have seven siblings on my side of the family. I have like 10 first cousins on my dad's side alone, a big family. Um, and every time we would go over to my grandfather's place, my uncle's place, they would always come in there and they would start having a conversation with us, trying to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Um, my siblings and my cousins, they were kind of like listening and they would disappear. And one day we all walked away. And as I was walking away, my grandfather and my uncle had both did this at separate times was like, don't stay ignorant. And like, I didn't, I really didn't get that. And then I got to school. My dad's been very big on like, just making sure that I'm reading and just learning knowing things about my history and so on and so forth. So going into school and then seeing the things that they're teaching us about American history and then knowing what actually happened here more than what's actually taught in school, that was like, okay, there's so much more out there. And the more I dug, the more I found. So I just got, I got a big chip on my shoulder that I keep eating at long story short. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that's interesting. So you're four years old and this bothers you at four years old. Like just the, 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 you know, the fact that he's still, and I've heard that saying before too, um, about, you know, putting it in a book. I've, I've definitely heard that saying before. Um, but I think that's interesting that, you know, even at four years old, you're like, man, you know what? I, I really don't like this. I think that's, you know, I think that's, that's amazing. And then you went into school and you say, Hey, you know what? This doesn't align with what I'm, I'm reading, you know, this doesn't align with what I am learning. And so I think that's even at four years old, you know, you were told something and you were able to take action on it. You know what I'm saying? Like even at four years old. So it doesn't, we don't have to wait, you know, till we're we're a lot older. We could, we could start taking action on things in, in, in childhood if we, have that awareness of it to, to do that. And that's a beautiful thing that you had that awareness of it. And do you remember what, what was your, the first types of, uh, you know, books that you really just like uh, started to, to dive into? What was that? Do you, do you have any idea? What um, that was? To be honest with you, there's been so many different books. Um, I can tell you that the one thing that really sparked my mind uh, was my dad. Um, actually, he has a lot of recordings of things in high, him in high school. He had me at 17. So like seeing the things that he was doing during his junior and senior year, it was monumental to me. Like that to me was just mind boggling. It's still mind boggling to me. So um, he actually has a video of him giving the whole entire I have a dream speech um, to his high school. And um, I watched that. Like I've seen multiple videos, like even um, I Need Love by El Kuja. He rapped that to my mom when I was at, um, at the baby shower for me, stuff like that. So those things really stuck with me as I grew up. So studying Martin Luther King, just his entire, like from childhood to where he died at, Malcolm X, those were things that my dad really pushed in front of me at, the, at a young age. And we had tough conversations. Um, and we also like, we really, very, very big movie family. So we would always go see the movies and um, Christmas time, that's what we would do. But we would always have an, a debate and a conversation about what we learned from it, what the message was. Like The Great Debaters is one movie that like we always watched and we, I still watch. I watched it last night. So like um, Martin Luther King and just reading his speeches and seeing what his story was and where he went and where he came from and just comparing and contrasting other people that are like-minded and seeing where that went is really where that took me to where I'm at now. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And I think that's, that is something to think that, you know, something he documented long time ago, you know, would him showing you was able to inspire you to continue on your path. We just, I I think it's amazing because we just don't know what the spark might be to influence our lives or even someone else's lives. And I'm sure he wasn't thinking, Hey, you know what? This might be the spark that sends my son in the right direction as far as his ability to learn, his ability to um, gather information. Like that is amazing. I think that is really amazing. And so, I'm going to transition into something that I, I really want to, you know, you to kind of take your time and kind of how, whatever that looks like for you to uh, kind of, when you, when you dive into the self-learning thing, what are some of the, if I'm, I'm telling you, you know, I'm struggling, like school may not be for me, but I want to learn, right? I want to learn. What are some of the building blocks that you believe of, of self-learning? Like, how do we go through this process what does that look like so first i mean you got to figure out what you're passionate about what kind of like gets your spark going and like once you kind of figure out 
what intrigues you. It doesn't matter what the topic is. It all kind of interconnects in some way, shape or form. So like, let's say crypto for me is really what I'm really interested in history as well. So I usually go on YouTube. I find kid explanations on those type of different topics. There are some people that are like extremely adamant about making sure that kids learn this stuff at a very young age. So um, I look for those type of explanations on just the basic concepts within crypto. Doesn't necessarily mean you're always going to find that, but even in college, I was doing that. Like um, maybe I was writing a paper and I just didn't understand the concept. I'd go find a kid explanation and then work my way up the, the, the line to, to the more expert explanations so I can get that full understanding. But as they're talking about it, I have a dictionary next to me, either online, um, my old version dictionaries and new version dictionaries, big fan of words. So I'm always studying words, but understanding the definition, um, you may understand the explanation, but the definition is really gonna give you an, like a more definitive stance on your understanding. So looking at those kid explanations, and then as I'm going up and the words get bigger, I'm looking up those definitions. Even if I think I know what it means, I'm gonna look it up. Um, if I have any doubt, I'm looking it up writing the word down, making sure I remember what that definition is. So if I see it again, it's a lot easier for me to understand. But once I get that understanding, then I'm now going to research publications from universities or um, just experts in the field. And they always, 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 always have resources. If they don't, or references, if they don't have their references in there, I don't really find them to be um, credible. So I'll look for people that are actually giving their references and I'm going to read those references. You can literally spend an entire day just doing that on one topic, reading people's references and what the full explanation is. And sometimes you may find that what you're reading is actually different from the reference and they just took a certain part to kind of fit the narrative. So you gotta kind of have the discernment there to kind of see what's real and what's not. But I think that also comes down to getting multiple observations on that. Like I was telling you about challenging, or I didn't necessarily say it, but I challenged my history teachers in high school on the things that I was learning. So um, to me, kind of seeing one perspective in school and seeing another perspective out of school helped me understand the full narrative to make me, um, like to, to really help me give my full stance on what that is. So comparing and contrasting is always important while understanding the references of the de and definitions of the words. Okay, okay. I like that. So the, I think the first thing you said to me was, I think that makes a difference. And I think it's something we don't think about you. If you, if you're not passionate about the subject or understanding why you want to learn the subject, you're going to quit as mm -hmm. soon as the, as soon as you get in, you know, you, you dip your toes in uh, far enough that where you stop understanding the basic things, you're, you, you're going to quit because you don't have a one a passion for it or you don't have an understanding of why it's important for you to get it and it's uncomfortable to go through that process of learning something in general when you because you're going from where you what you know already to what you know where you want where you want to go and that's that's an uncomfortable process and i love the uh the second part of that was the kid explanations and that is you know, that's amazing to think about, you know, yeah, you can't go on YouTube and be like, okay, what is the kid explanation for this? You know what I'm saying? And I think that that is a great way. I love that the way that you said that, um, how you would do that and then take those concepts and then start applying it to the more advanced stuff. And then you're going through that process and understanding that more. I, I think that's amazing. And then just understanding, um, words studying the words i think that's really important yeah and i was i i follow this i like this guy his, his name is myron gold golden and um he you know he studies the he talks more about the bible so he studies the bible and he's like mm -hmm. you know you really have to understand what each word means in it you can't just read it and then because you, if you don't understand each word, you, you don't understand why it's important for you to apply it. And mm. here you are saying the exact same thing. You know, you have to understand the words that you read because then it gives it real meaning because you fully understand it. And you're not just not just mm -hmm. a, a word you see. So I think that's amazing, too. 
And I think exactly. I think my when I was listening to you, I think my um antenna went up when you said, you know, you got to research per- publications. I'm thinking like, man, I don't want to do that. I've never done, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. if you're fully going to get a subject or fully understand it, that's a part of the process. And I wonder mm-hmm. in this in this whole, you know, process that you laid out here, where do you think, you know, even listening when you're doing your YouTube, when you're doing your uh, TikTok videos, and some of the responses that you get from people, where do you think they usually fall off in this in this process? Um, as far as my followers, I feel like if I don't deliver it in a way that is uh, digestible, um, I feel like they fall off right from the very, very get-go. But I kind of use current events on like, different things of like people already thinking about so like without me even talking about it they're already aware of the situation and as a result of that then that's like a rabbit hole like, oh well they're talking he's talking about this let's, let me go ahead and listen to what he has to say typically what i say like i've been in student government I've, I've done a lot long story short and a lot of the times i bring something up people aren't necessarily thinking in that way so i, I try to use the things that people are already thinking about and apply my own perspective based off of the learning that i have so um, I don't necessarily expect everybody to really understand what I'm talking about. And to be honest with you, I, I didn't make my TikTok to like really, like, I, I did make it to share with people, but it was more of an outlet for me because I, like, I have a lot of information and like talking to my parents, my brothers, my friends, it, they kind of get annoyed sometimes with like how much information that I kind of regurgitate sometimes. So um, having the TikTok was really a way for me to kind of just say, hey, this is what I'm looking at, and this is based off of the life endeavors that I've seen personally, and this is how it potentially can help you. And like that's why I don't put any hashtags in my videos, nothing like that, because people that are really, truly into the stuff I'm talking about are going to find me just through the algorithm. Gotcha. So I, I let the algorithm do its thing, and I just talk what I talk. Got it. Okay. I, I think that's that's very interesting, and that's something – that I, I need to take a clue, a cue from you because I rarely ever talk about current events. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something that I, I need to take a cue from you. I do have a thought too that I wanted yeah. your uh, opinion on. So I had this thing I was, I was reading recently and I spent a lot of time reading and I spent a lot of time learning. But I often wonder sometimes if I'm doing myself a disservice by... Do you think you have to have a, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Do you think, because I, I think sometimes I read and learn just to say I, I read and learned. And then mm-hmm. I'm reading and learning just to, to, to prove, I mean, in truth, in, in truth, probably to prove to other people that I'm, you know, I'm smart, you know, or whatever. So mm-hmm. do you think there's this thing where we, we really have to make sure it's something that we're not just learning to spit out facts or that does the learning have to have a purpose in your mind? I guess that's what I'm, I'm getting at. Um, I think that's like, I'm a philosophy guy. So when it comes to like a, a thought and like just how I kind of present my, like my thought process, um, no matter what the topic is, I try to have it make sense to me. And like, well, I'm not necessarily looking for the validation of like, oh, like he's speaking a lot of facts and so on and so forth. It's more of like, okay, well, how does this situation make sense to me? And I know that like, it's almost like when you're in a classroom or like a, a presentation type of setting and someone asks like, does anybody have any questions? No one raises their hand. And then all of a sudden one raises their hand and then everybody starts raising their hand. Like someone's waiting for that one person to kind of be that person to have the conversation. So that's where I kind of feel like, if I have an understanding there, it's my obligation to talk about what that understanding is. And people that want to listen, they'll again engage in the conversation and we can, as a conglomerate, have the open conversation and everybody that's viewing that is learning from the situation. Um, but like, if it's one thing where like, if I'm just talking to a few people about it, it doesn't necessarily get a collective thought there. So I, I talk to all walks of life on purpose and I make sure that I'm getting multiple different worldviews. Um, actually, I'll give you an example. My first philosophy class I took in college, I had a teacher come in with a guitar 
never, I never knew he played a guitar or anything, but he asked us when he when we first came in, give us a five phrase sentence, five word sentence. Um, and we took down five random words to make the sentence. And then he actually sang that phrase in five different tones, tunes. And um, he was like, that's what religion is. So all saying the same thing, only difference is it's coming from different tones and like different vibrations, quote unquote. So the same type of concepts when it comes to like learning processes and people's understandings and so on and so forth. So if we can have these different tones, we're really making a song there. So that's the where I kind of think about when I'm presenting my information is not necessarily like I'm right or I'm wrong. I could be wrong in some situations. I've noticed that I've been wrong and I've corrected myself in those categories. But um, I think having the um, understanding that at least the conversation is being had. And if I am wrong and I get corrected on it, I just learned from where I, I didn't understand. And that's really what my goal is. It isn't necessarily to be acknowledged for like the information, but to engage and have people engage in the information. Okay. I think that, that is, I think that is amazing. And I, I, I think the fact that you're willing to open yourself up to all these different, um, points of view and kind of cross check them to with with your beliefs i think that is amazing because it, it keeps you from being single-minded in a, in a way to where you're blinded if you know you are completely wrong so I, and i think that 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 takes one a lot of um you uh self-trust to be able to you know be able to put yourself out there and trust that okay this is what i know there may be some feedback that tells me again, hey, maybe what I'm saying is off or there's still more I need to learn on this subject. And then, you know, being willing to say, okay, I'm going to go down that that rabbit hole. And now that I have this other information and learn it, I think that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And the thing, yes, the thing you said about the, the thing about religions, um, I truly believe that really we're to live our lives off of there's there's principles there's irrefutable principles and i think religions are all sharing the same principles just it like you said in different tones and i i think that's the piece people miss they they miss the they think of it's about the idea that you know who wrote the book but what you're really supposed to get out of it as is are the principles in the book not not necessarily we because we hate the messenger sometimes we miss the message and i i love that you're saying you know i'm not going to miss the message because the you know the person giving the message might not agree or come from the same perspective that i do so i i think that is absolutely amazing and i also want to go back to one other thing you said so you decided crypto was your thing and what drove you down that rabbit hole? And then I would also like to to say, in light of the the FTX thing, do you still b believe in crypto? Yes, I okay. really do. Okay. Um, so acknowledge the FTX thing first. Okay. Um, I think that there's a lot of regulations that have to happen. Um, Sam Bankman Fried, SBF, he's been donate. He's one of the second largest donator to Democrats. Um, we just went through the midterm elections, um, and he's also headquartered in the Bahamas. So that's an international thing, and this is an international exchange. So there's different rules that aren't put in place currently for crypto exchanges that are on an international level. Um, that needs regulation. Um, and the fact that Sam Bankman Fried's been going to a lot of these, um, like, uh, Senate House testimonies and, and giving his own input and stuff like that. His parents were Stanford lawyers and um, or they're lawyers and they're teachers at Stanford now. Um, his aunt is a, a professor or a dean or something like that at Columbia. Like everybody in his family is like in a high level uh, educational space um, and has ties to the World Economic Forum. So I think that the regulations and this whole situation is that's the catalyst that, that gave a lot of hurt to the international space because of his connection. And as a result of that, the international space is now going to push for those regulations just as much as retail has been pushing for regulations as well. Uh, yeah. There's some there's some people that would say this was all planned 
and this yes. uh do you do you believe that i completely believe it i don't yeah. i don't run to anything past anybody anymore yeah I think yeah because <laughs> it just seems like it's way too convenient like you know yes. just and you know i don't know enough about it but just you know reading some of the things that i, I was i was reading yesterday and just hearing some of the stuff it's like okay none of this raised a red flag like none of this like <laughs> there's <laughs> none of this raised a red flag so it's just it's, it's me. okay so that that was yeah. kind of my thought and does he go to jail for this do you think i would love for him to go to jail like honestly um i think that there's just certain things that you shouldn't do to people. And the reason why I got into crypto in the first place is because it gives you the ability to be self-accountable. You're not holding in the bank account, you're holding in your own wallet. Yeah. So like for these exchanges, they, I get, they're, they're doing the same thing in crypto that they do in the regular commercial world now mm-hmm. with lending to each other, banks and the interbanking, shadow banking stuff. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is already happening, but it's regulated to make it legal for them to do it in a proper way. It's not regulated in crypto for it to be legal for them to do it in a proper way. So I think with this exposure to a lot of exchanges or projects overextending themselves just to really make the extra money while also be able to give back the yields and stuff like that that they're promising within the crypto space, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that this whole situation is really shedding light on. Um, there's been a lot of people in the space that have been talking about this for a while. Um, so I, some people are kind of ringing the bell saying, I told you so. But same time, I think this is just a learning lesson. And with the space being so new, mm. like I want to say there's only like 4 million people actually in the space. And it's growing. But um, like five years ago, it was less than like a million, less than 500,000. So the space is growing. But um, as time progresses, we're going to have growing pains. And this is just one of those growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, I <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think it's it's interesting, and I think there will be a lot of people that will not go into this space because of what has happened, and I think there will be some that will be able to look at this, like you said, and said, "Hey, there are some growing pains that come along with this type of thing." But I think you know, mm-hmm. I understand both views because if I lost a bunch of money in that exchange, I would you know I could understand. That, yes. you know, that view yeah. and i yeah. already i already forgot um, the first part of that question i asked you i it was about what got me into why, yes. why i choose crypto. yes yes um so the reason why i got into crypto in the first place um i have about 23 credits left um at my university i went to arizona state i was under the impression i was getting financial aid to complete my last year i paid for school myself so it's either getting the student loans or i'm paying out of pocket pay for my books i work so on and so forth full-time throughout my college career. So, and I was also a fraternity in a student government. So there was a lot going on during my college career. But um, going into my senior year, I was told that I was going to be receiving financial aid. I'm very particular about that. So I was in the office all summer, making sure that that was the case, so on and so forth. Three months into the semester, I get an email saying, um, we're gonna have to drop your classes because you aren't, um, your financial aid didn't come. I was like, oh, I was told by three advisors that this is supposed to come. So what's been going on here? And why am I told three months into the semester when I should have known before the semester even started? They didn't have an answer for that. So I was out of luck. I owed the semester like $5,000, so on and so forth. So my goal, whole goal was to go find a job where I can make enough money to go and pay for that semester and pay for my last semester. So in theory there, I really need about 10000 plus to pay for my last two, last 23 credits. So. I went down a long rabbit hole to figure out what was going to help me the most. Um, in 2016, I had a friend who literally maxed out a credit card, $500. This is right before Bitcoin hit 19,000, some change. He turned that $500 into 150,000. He literally used that money to pay through his, like he didn't have to work throughout college. And then he also was able to put a down payment on his mom's house. Seeing those things in real time, I was like, okay, this is piquing my interest. And then um, 2017 hits, I see everything happen. 2018, that's when I got it. And um, that was when I happened to find out about the financial aid thing. So I started studying studying, um, life insurance, got my license there and was doing that. And all the commission I was making in life insurance, I was putting into crypto. Now I was new to life insurance. So there was a lot of growing pains there. So it wasn't really a lot of money that I was making. And mind you, I was paying for my rent with my financial aid. 
So I was behind on rent by like four or five months. My landlord was like, bro, like you've been telling me your final play is going to come in. What's been going on? So I really had to figure out a way to make that money. Luckily, that whole pandemic thing started. The economy crashed. I literally went and because um, all the money that I was making from life insurance, if I couldn't get into crypto, which was a very small amount, it was going towards my rent. So I literally went and I was donating plasma, getting like $50 every other day to go and like put that money into crypto. So a result of like $200 is really what I got into the space at the very beginning. Turned that $200 into enough to pay off my back rent, which is a few thousand with by the end, by May. And like my lease ended in June. So um, that's the catalyst of what got me into the crypto space and got me to like really learn on why I was doing it. It was multiple things like school didn't work out for me. My job, I was just learning it. So I didn't really, I wasn't making a lot of money there, but I was familiar with crypto. I was already doing thesis papers in college on it. I was researching it since 2016, but I actually invested because I had to figure out a way to pay my rent and pay my back back tuition on my school. So as a result, I got into the crypto space, got hooked and, and really just saw a little bit of light. Like there's, there's a lot more light there, but there's a little bit of light was enough for me to go, okay, I, I've made enough for me to, to be a believer in this. So that's what really got me in. You know, that's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. And and they say there's these things that always happen, right? These catalysts in life that always happen to propel us to the thing we should be going to or the thing that would, you know, change our lives. And like you did all you, you know, you're in college. You're doing. You're doing the. You're doing the thing. You're like, I'm trying to get my degree. It's my last year. I'm. I'm doing this the right way. You know, I, I done confirmed and triple checked. Hey, they said I'm getting the financial aid. The financial aid doesn't come, and you don't say, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to say, you know, well, I tried. I. I just give you instantly thought. Okay, wait a minute. I'm gonna have to figure out how to pay this rent. I'm gonna have to figure out how to pay this money back. And now remember, okay, I see my boy turn $500 in crypto to $150,000. Wait a minute. I got to I got to go explore this. So you you decided to take action. You not you didn't sit here and say, I was just woe is me. You got you got up. You said, "Hey, I'm going to take action. I've already thought about this space. I've already kind of understand this space. You know what? I'm going to 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 figure this out." And the fact that you were able to do that and then, you know, pay the rent in time, you know, before your lease ended, get all that squared away, put yourself in a position, hey, you don't know, hey, you selling life insurance, you you know, I, I've, I've heard there's some growing pains in that whole arena, right? So you go in there, get just enough, you know what I'm saying? Get just enough, like, hey, I got to get something. So you go in there, take action, I'm going to life insurance, I'm going to get my license, I'm going to do this. And I'm gonna put that money into crypto, and then you know what? The uh, the plasma almost took me out, though. You know, honestly, things were real tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but that's the thing, though. You took, you didn't know what to do, but you just didn't sit there waiting for something to fall in your lap. You took mm-hmm. action, man. I think that's the most. That's the most important part. Is you 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 didn't know what to do, but you wasn't gonna sit around and just wait and hope something figures itself out you like man i'm gonna go out here i'm gonna donate this plasma every day of the day get this 50 dollars, put that in the crypto and you know it, it it paid off for you in a major way and it, it's just amazing man the catalyst in life i love that i really that thank you yeah I, I love that man for real my my dad has um I, I played sports growing up. I was a varsity player from my freshman year uh, all the way through. Um and I've had a lot of problems through lace, long story short, and I've had to get through a lot. And the one thing that my no, my dad said a lot of things, but one thing that really stuck with me is my dad said, if you ever feel like you can't move, just watch your feet. Granted, people say don't look at don't look down and it doesn't show a, a place of confidence, but I don't care what other people think of me. I, I care about what I think of myself. And if I don't feel like I can move but I see my feet or my legs moving, that's enough for me. So like, I'm not looking at the end result. I'm looking at what's going on right now and what I can do. Life is chaos in general. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. So the goal there is just to find balance within that chaos. 
and the balance is within yourself. So I think that's the most important thing to propel that action. Yeah, I, I love that. And, it, you know, you I love that. Um, the balance within yourself. And I think that's where a lot of us struggle. And I think that's kind of why you and it, we end up finding each other because short nation is about that, that struggle, because yeah. we're trying to find that that self-worth. We're trying to find that balance in ourselves in a chaotic world that is saying sometimes that, hey, because you are the height you are, I do not like you. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that is the essence of it. And I, I, I love that. And, you know, understanding that you have to 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 like you. And if what you need to do is look down at your feet and see them moving to get you to that place where you can like you, I think that is, man, your yeah. dad has some nuggets for you, man. That's a, that has to be a beautiful <laughs> thing growing so up. He my story's crazy. My dad's story, even yeah. crazier. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a fun ride. That's, that's amazing. Uh, I wanna, I don't, I'm not gonna hold you too long, but I wanna make sure I get to everything. Oh, yes, the, this is, um, I actually, I got, I got two more for you. Um, okay. What are some of the, the limiting beliefs that you think people that we tell ourselves that's about learning that stop us from taking our action? Like, what are what is some of the things that you know you think keep us that we know we like you knew? Hey, I need to, I need to do something. I need to get in this crypto space to you know create the income I need to create. But for the person that would have saw that same thing, like what are the beliefs that would have kept them stuck from doing that? What are some of the things we have to get over? I hope I said that. Yes. Okay. Financial freedom. I think that is the, the, a detriment to people's psyche. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll put it this way. Like when you think of financial freedom, freedom is the key word I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. Um, because finances is just describing what the freedom is. So if you're aiming for financial freedom, you're saying you're in some type of some type of bondage. You're at a place of lack. And I believe in the law of attraction. So if you're saying these type of things, what are you attracting? Or what, what's the connotation behind those type of words that we were talking about definitions earlier? So when it comes to financial freedom, I don't believe in financial freedom. The, the freedom is here, you know? So you have to be able to free your mind and free yourself of the thoughts, the limiting thoughts of yourself and of what people perceive you as. The only thing that matters is what you see in the mirror. So like, or like, or just whatever your personal beliefs are, like they are an impact of your surroundings. But when you start to put yourself in different surroundings or you start to put yourself in just different limelights to expose yourself to different things, then you start to see that you're capable of doing things that you weren't aware that you were capable of. And that might be because of the surroundings that you're in or just the circumstances of what the pressures were around you. So really just changing the environment to where you're at can really help with what you do as well, like feng shui. Got it. That is, I, I, I really resonate with that, that piece about the, um, the, the financial freedom, because you're basically telling yourself you're in a place of lack right now. Mm -hmm. And when you're in a place of lack, it's you can't feel abundant at the same time because they're two conflicting emotions and thoughts and processes. Yes, that sir. is, I had not thought about that. That is um, absolutely you, amazing, man. I had not thought about it like that. That is amazing. Yes, okay. sir. If you can, there's a book called um, The Book of Percustes. I can send you uh, like the actual title and everything. Yeah. But uh, it's just like little excerpts. Literally at the very beginning, it tells you only read one or two or three excerpts a day. Okay. And it's just like different thought processes of like different concepts, whether it's finances, emotions, uh, religion, uh, medications or medical pharmaceutical stuff. Yeah. Talks about like just little quick phrases. Like um, one of them is um, the medical field gives you enough to for you to come back. Stuff like that. Pharmaceuticals are, are really just made to, to they're, they're, you're the business plan, pretty pretty much is what it's connotating. But they deliver it in a very more elegantly than how I'm presenting it. Okay. But um, it's one of those things where just read one or two, write it out. Write out what, what it's talking about. Actually, I have 
one. So they, like this is actually one. It's a epistem epistemology and subtract, uh, subtractive knowledge. And this is the, the subject of what it says. it says. They think intelligence is about noticing things that are relevant, um, detecting patterns in parentheses um, in a complex world. Intelligent consists of ignoring things that are not or that are irrelevant, avoiding false patterns type thing. Mm. So like, and then I will literally write out, like I have a whole notebook that just, I write out what what I what I gathered from that. Uh, um, and that kind of helps me mold my mind to where things are going. That's that's amazing. Definitely um, send me that uh, title of that. And then I will I um, make sure I put the title in the description of uh, this the, the podcast uh, notes so that anybody who else wants to look that look into that they can I think that that is amazing and I, I didn't actually mention that um, so you, you do a lot of writing as uh, as a part of your process too yes yeah okay. I have like, I have notebooks on notebooks everywhere yeah. in my house yeah yeah I, I'm the exact same way like I'll read something and then um, I have to write it and then I have to write it in a way where I can, um, I would describe it to someone else in my own words. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then I'll go back and read that later to get inspired by, by something. So that is part of my process sure. too. Yeah. I, I think it's very important. Yeah. You got to stimulate all five sentences when you're learning. So whether yeah. it's visually listening, writing, Oh, you said them about publications. Mm -hmm. If you can do like a, a PDF format, um, of a document or a website, mm -hmm. you can actually have your computer read you the document. So you can just read along while it's doing that, um, just so it kind of like you're stimulated in multiple ways. That's another way to kind of retain more information. Wow. Okay. See, this is why I had to have him on because he, he, man, he's, man, he got my my, my mind going like, dang, I, didn't, I never made I that connection. You, I never, you know what I'm saying? I, so I really, I really appreciate that. Um, so this is the question I like to ask every single guest because i think we all have a unique way of answering it and i think we all have an answer that somebody could use so i'm going to ask you if someone right now wants to change their life and they are struggling or think they are too old or too long too old to learn something new and take action what would you tell them right now if they were sitting in front of you go read something that is completely opposite of what they believe in mm that to me is a reality check and like don't necessarily think of it as oh well they're wrong because they believe something different from me try to see how they're right and see if that changes your own perspective by the end of that research wow okay okay I like that's that. literally oh my god like I, I i'm very opinionated with a lot of things that i think i think are right but i also can't be that all the time because there's a lot of information out there and knowledge is endless. So I can't dismiss the information I don't know. We're all naturally ignorant. So until we know, we're ignorant. Until we know we're ignorant. And I think that's a good place to uh, in that portion of the podcast. Now, I do want to ask you, uh, I saw on your page that um, there will be a crypto course coming soon. Um, but I, I really want to get into your head a little bit about what is next for you like what do you what do you see on the horizon for you like what are you um striving for because you know i don't want this to be the only time i have you on we want to you know i want to check in later as you you know progress on these things so what's what's next for you so uh, to kind of clarify the course um it's really just going to be something where i, I want to just build a, a conglomeration where people can just come in, have the conversation and kind of learn from each other through conversation. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm actually making a discord and this discord is going to have just a culmination of things. So I'm going to have um, like different tools and resources that you can use to make a more safe, uh, get a better understanding to make that safe investment based off of your understanding. Okay. Um, and then kind of just giving like the, the rules and outlines of what I really abide by uh, to really help myself make the decisions on what I want to look into and then what's more important. Um, and kind of just cipher through all the the, the muck out there. Mm -hmm. So um, and also, I mean, I have it here, but like I have 
I'm, I'm trying to organize it. That's that's the issue yeah. for me. Like yeah. I have all these thoughts that I'm trying to put out and put on this. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really just going to be a place where I can help people kind of see the way I research. Mm-hmm. Because the most important thing is understanding that you have to research the researcher. And oh, not right. necessarily the person and specifically what they are in their life, but more about like the concepts of what they're looking into um, and where they're getting their information from and so on and so forth. And that's going to help you kind of like put yourself in their shoes. And that's what my goal is for um, this platform is really just to get people to that understanding of what changes may be coming based off of the global interest of what cryptocurrencies can offer. Um, People kind of look at cryptocurrencies as more of like a currency, like something like you can just pay and like, here, I, I bought this, so on and so forth. But to me, the record of things is the most important thing. And if people are afraid of like, let's say a digital dollar and having being tracked and stuff like that, there are ways that you can make private payments. There are ways that, um, I mean, you can do things off chain that can still be recorded, but the important factor there is you have a record of things and like that is going to have a monetary value attached to that alone. It's a whole new concept with smart contracts. So getting people to an understanding of what the space can offer them in their own life, because it's not just going to impact the financial industry. It's going to impact gaming. It's going to impact the medical industry. Um, real estate's already been impacted, art, so on and so forth. There's so many different things that cryptocurrencies can offer. So my goal is really just to help enlighten people on the opportunities that they can find in this space through their own research. And I just want to get the foundation of what that research is. Um, so, I mean, in that I'm going to have like a consultation stuff like that. Um, but I mean, I'm not really trying to make money there. I'm, I'm really just trying to make sure that the people around there know what's going on. Like, I feel like the circumstances where I'm at and what I'm doing and the money I'm making, I'm, I'm in a decent spot. I don't necessarily need extra money. Um, consultations are different, but as far as like helping people understand the space and like kind of just showing them how to research, I think that's free. That should always be free. So I don't, I don't necessarily want to charge you for that. That's amazing. I I think that I love what you're what you're gonna do, and I think one of the things is you help enough people. You generally the money tends to find you anyway. So yeah. I, I, I so I I love that your heart is at you know figuring out how to basically serve as many people as you can with understanding of how they can get into this space and how they can um, maneuver in a way that will help them in their life and just help them understand it. Now, I will I you made me think of one more question. No if if someone right now had no understanding of of crypto um and had very little money, would you still say that there is an opportunity for this person to get in, figure it out, get into it even with very little money and figure out something they can possibly do that will change them financially? Yes, sir. Um, I'll, I'll put it this way. Uh, if you look at some of the leaders that make our financial decisions, and I'm talking about banks, mm-hmm. banks really are the foundation of our economy right now. They fund a lot. Mm-hmm. So the things that they are looking into, um, I think is important to at least understand why they're looking into it and how much money they're putting into it. That's really going to shed some light on where you can get in where you fit it. long story short. So um, like the gaming industry, mm-hmm. um, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, they all have reports of this, of then uh, the gaming industry eventually getting to $8 trillion as an entire market. Wow. That's a lot of money. So yeah. if the crypto space in general is under a trillion dollars right now, they're anticipating a lot of growth. And wow. that means we're still early. Yeah. So that would be the understanding. But first, before you actually invest, you need to understand what this space can offer you. And it's strictly based off of your own interest because there's so many categories and avenues to what you can really invest in mm-hmm. and the different types of investors too. So the understanding should be like, if I'm in the gaming, I'm going to see how the different layers of gaming are going to look because cryptocurrency is just one layer of the other layers that crypt- uh, blockchain offers. Okay. So like blockchain is a foundation. Um, let's say block, like if we had to compare it to something like two dimensional, I would say, or not even two-dimensional, but like um, a railroad track. Okay. You have a railroad track that has a direct, they can go anywhere pretty much around the, around the nation or whatever, and that would be the foundation. That's the blockchain. Then you have the the actual cab or whatever the things are called on top of the, the, the train. That would be the cryptocurrency. That's what's moving it from point uh, A to point B. Okay. 
and then whatever information's in there in the cab is the information of what the transaction is so it could be an nft it could be gaming it could be financial records it, it's all in that and it's all moving together in real time so the understanding should always be at the foundation of what blockchain offers not necessarily what the cryptocurrency can offer because it's just using the rule of what blockchain offers okay okay so uh, uh so the, it sounds like to me and we're going to end this we it sounds like to me uh, uh uh blockchain should be your your basic foundation and then you get yes. the basic understanding of blockchain then then you can kind of branch out in whatever direction suits you once you have that kind of like that foundation. Okay. Exactly. And I mean, to kind of get perspective, Bitcoin is the first one. So everyone should know and read what Bitcoin does as far as a blockchain goes. White paper is the best place you can get that explanation. If you want to give like a quick explanation, YouTube videos, there's tons of videos of people actually talking about it. Mm -hmm. Just fact check them. You always want to fact check, but Bitcoin Ethereum for its smart contract platforms, there's multiple copycats of Ethereum's blockchain. So understanding what Ethereum does and like the, the white paper of that is going to help with the full understanding of the entire market. Those are the two biggest cryptocurrencies out there. So if you can understand those two, you can understand the rest of the market and how they differ. So that would okay. be the start, but they're all building on top of each other because there's multiple layers there. So that would be the foundation. Okay, that, that okay, totally, okay. I understand exactly. Okay. All right. So, man, I just want to say I appreciate you, bro. And uh, this was, this was, man, this was amazing. Um, So much information. And I really hope that people really take the time to kind of really think about how they learn and think about the things that they can learn to change their life situation and it really is just i i keep saying it but it really is just making a decision to take action and do the things when you generally when you take action look at your feet like your dad said and and put one foot in front of the other you you will be surprised how far you can go when you do that man it's, it's it really is amazing i want you to tell people where they can find you and um yeah where can they find you at Yes, sir. So I don't use many social media platforms. So TikTok will be the, the sole place. I'm thinking about building Instagram, but always be plotting. Always the letter B and then plotting with, I believe, no, it's P-L-O-T-T-N. So um, that would be the best place to find me. I'm going to put all my socials where you can contact me at, my Discord, all that stuff. I have links in, my, in there very soon. So when that's there, um, yeah, just give me a follow, shoot me a message. We can have a conversation. All right, and he he definitely does re- reply. You know, if you if you hit him up. So, all right, my brother, I appreciate you, and uh, I just thank everybody out there for listening to the Action Only podcast with uh, me, your host Jalal Wilson, and you can find me online at uh, jalalwilson dot com or I am Jalal Wilson at uh, on Instagram. And there'll be more to come later. But for now, please, uh, whatever you're supposed to do with these podcasts, please share, please like, please subscribe, tell a friend. I would love and appreciate all of that. Until next time, we'll see you. And remember, to get from where you're at to where you want to go, it requires you to take action. All right action with the information that you gathered during that process. See you next week.